August 26, 1791. John Fitch is granted the patent for the steamboat after taking a dump on a regular boat. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And we're super excited to have our guest that we have today. Mm. Should have thought that one through a little more. What more can be said about this man? He's hilarious. Uh, please welcome Nathan Lund to the show, everyone. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Real quick, uh, off the top, just want to say that this is episode number 50, uh, which is a semi-milestone. Sure. And thank you to everyone who has listened uh, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, we act- the diamond episode 10? What's 50? I don't know what corresponds. 50 is usually... 50 is usually gold, I think. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> you say that like you expect me to get you something. <laughs> I don't, ah, I'll okay. email you Where's a JPEG of some gold or something. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll send you a link to that DuckTales movie show that just came out. There's lots of gold in that. I think it's appropriate. Perfect. Um, we also did, uh, last I checked, just pass uh, 7,000 subscribers, which is also insane. Um, Whoa. Thank you to everyone for putting this on while you do other things. To be fair, roughly two-thirds of them are Russian bots. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. We have a very large I mean, contingent we have a, among Donald Trump's Twitter followers, actually. It's true, yeah. I would, we have, might not have told you this, Nathan, but we are, in fact, a propaganda tool for the Trump Sounds administration. Good. Well, yeah, I'm going to revise uh, that subscribers number. I'm going to say you guys have 50,000 subscribers. Anyway, let me tell you a little bit about Chechnya. Now, um, <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> beautiful place, extremely conquerable. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get in there. Uh, uh, human rights abuses. Anyway, um, if you're new to the show, uh, what we do each episode is we take a topic from history. One person presents the official version of events and another person comes up with a crazy batshit alternate history and the winner becomes the truth. Last time, we talked about Emperor Maximilian I of Mexico, and the uh, audience vote uh, upheld the judgment of that episode that uh, Zach's alternate history, which was that it was all the basis of a telenovela. uh, (laughs) Mexico's most popular telenovela. Yes, indeed. El Brothers, El Hermanos Imperio, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) Is that what it was called? (laughs) The Empire Brothers. I just remember Fake Real Dad or Papa Real Falso, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was hella dumb and very fun. Um, But this time, uh, we are getting into World War I, finally. Uh, Which is not something a lot of people who had to fight World War I said. Um, (laughs) But, Zach, uh, you'll be telling the true story of the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. That's correct, yep. And Nathan, you are doing the alternate, correct? That's right. Cool. Uh, So if we're all ready, uh, Zach, why don't you take it away? Uh, Well, I am glad I got the true history on this one because I happen to think this is one of the more fun episodes in history um it's like it's got a it's got a keystone cop vibe the the smile this is one of the few times i can see your camera 
and uh-huh. just the smile on your face and the way you're just like kind of twisting in your chair. <laughs> it, well, <laughs> it made it look like you wanted to ask the story to prom. Ryan instinctually turns off his camera every time we do this, so I have no... Well, as soon as... It's like Zach's face, boom, shirts off, everyone. Shirts off. Uh, I just assumed, yeah, not only were you shirtless, but also every time I was talking, you and the guest both constantly did the jack off. <laughs> every time. That's my wrists have been ruined over the course of fifty episodes. Yeah, you got carpal tunnel, but not from masturbating, just from mocking me. No, I don't masturbate. I'm just not I'm not a very erotic person. That seed is for the one God deems right for you only. <laughs> exactly. I won't commit the sin of Onan. <laughs> anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? How, uh, how, fun, this, how fun this assassination thing is. Right. It's exactly. a fun one. Oh, yeah, it's... It's like a Keystone Cop episode, except at the end, what happens is World War One, and then also it causes World War Two. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like the worst payoff to the Three Stooges. Yeah. <laughs> if every episode of the Three Stooges ended with the Battle of the Somme or something. Yeah, it's like so. If you were to cap, like the idea is basically if you put on like a classic episode of Three Stooges, like one where they became cops or something, and then immediately followed classic. it up with Schindler's List. That's kind of what the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand is. Perfect. All right, so a little background before we get into the actual event itself, which is the kind of kooky, crazy part, but. At the time that the assassination occurred, um, Austria-Hungary, after a treaty, uh, the Treaty of Berlin, after the Turkey-Russo War, was occupying uh, Bosnia um, and Sarajevo. Even though technically the Ottoman Empire still owned that land, they were allowing Austria-Hungary to occupy it there. Uh, much to the chagrin of Serbia, who uh, previously, in it, when their empire was at its largest, uh, had owned that, uh, that area and a few others. So after this treaty gets laid down, right, uh, there's a king and a queen, King Alexander and Queen Dragon? Like, it's really Dragon? <laughs> it's like a fucking Game of Thrones fucking, like, you know how in Game of Thrones they have the word, but it's misspelled by one letter? It's one of those yeah. things. Okay, because <laughs> it sounded like you literally just said Dragon phonetically. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm going to mispronounce some of these names, but they all end with Vic, so okay. we'll see. <laughs> um, all right, so these guys were pretty friendly with Russia. They were abiding by the treaty. And some people, uh, known as the Black Hand, were not totally cool with that. So in 1903, the Black Hand, led by, um, let's see, this guy Tarkovic and this guy Dmitrijevic. Like I said, <laughs> lots of Vicks. Uh, Dmitrijevic fortunately goes by the name Apis or Apis. So that's a lot easier to remember. <laughs> they raid this palace. They find the king and queen. They shoot the queen, the king, 30 times. They shoot the queen 18 times. And then they dump them out the palace window for good measure. So they install a new king, a guy who is more hostile to Austria-Hungary. Austria-Hungary, I guess had married and they were very progressive so they decided to hyphenate i was very yeah they were both from strong families who, of course so they, you could yeah, see they, them walking around whole foods together there was no capitulating they also had one facebook account which <laughs> yeah that's, that's always that's always annoying oh, when 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 two countries 
share a Facebook account. We really are only friends with one. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and when Hungary, they, yeah. When I they, went to high school with Bob, Hungary, and then Austria came along. It's like, I don't have to be friends with Austria. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when they acquired Bosnia, they immediately created a Facebook account for it, too, which I think <laughs> is kind of gross. I yeah. think you yeah. should wait for Bosnia to be old enough to create its own Facebook account. Sure. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> a lot of Bosnians also had that same problem. Um, anyways, so the next few years, there was a fair number of Serbians getting more and more upset at the fact that Bosnia was occupied by uh, Austria-Hungary. There was, and they were also trying to expand their empire to its former glory. That included the uh, the Balkan Wars and things of that nature. <laughs> Um, there was one notable suicide attempt before Archduke <laughs> Franz Ferdinand, or not suicide, uh, assassination. Okay, I was going to say. So <laughs> technically, it was an attempted assassination and a successful suicide. But uh, wait. <laughs> this guy uh, Zarajic, he attempted to assa- uh, assassinate the then governor of Bosnia. Um, he shot at him a bunch of times and then shot himself in the head. And a young man. Uh, named Gavrilo Prisepi, uh was very inspired by this event and said later that he would, quote, spend nights at Zarevich's grave. <laughs> um, Whoa. That's, yeah. That's metal, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> Serbian nationalism was becoming like a cool new fad among the teens at <laughs> yeah, this, like at this time. Yeah, exactly so. There was like a 10 o'clock news report that were like, is your child spending nights at the graves of attempted assassins? What it could mean. He was the Morrissey of the time yeah, for, that, exactly. for a lot of young men and women. It's like fucking rainbow yeah. parties. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slap bracelets and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that was how he tried to kill the Archduke the first time. Just hit him with slap bracelets a bunch. Those things hurt. I mean, and if they get out of that little wrapper, they can be sharp and cut your wrist. It's a real danger. Yeah, be that's... careful with slap bracelets. Um, so Emperor Franz Joseph of Austria-Hungary, uh, he asks Archduke Franz Ferdinand to go there and do a few standard military operations, even though it's a little bit of a dicey area. And Franz Ferdinand accepts in part because, and this is very bizarre to me, because he married this woman, Sophie, who was of a lower social like rank than him, mm-hmm. they were not allowed to be seen sitting next to one, each other, one another in, in public, except during military operations. <laughs> what sort of... This, <laughs> this, just, this reminds me of the rules about like when Julius Caesar was like, whatever pontifex or he's like he couldn't touch a horse <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. weird like playground the floor is hot lava rules <laughs> they didn't want him to get horse uh, fever that was exactly. that was a scary scary thing so yeah <laughs> if you didn't get vaccinated then you're in trouble at getting horse fever um <laughs> they didn't want him to accidentally get a boner when touching a horse because that'd be really <laughs> embarrassing we have a lot of content in this show about horses and how sexy horse this is not the first time it's, it's, we've had conversations about how attractive I don't horses are this. <laughs> i guarantee it's not um anyways 
Did you guys uh, talk about Catherine so, the Great at all? Was that was did. it that episode? Yeah. Well, maybe that was yeah. it. Okay. Sexy horses. That would make sense. That would be a logical <laughs> jumping off point. <laughs> and of course, that rolling that song, all the sexy horses, or the what is that a book? Or, oh fuck it, I'll edit that out. <laughs> so some people speculate part of the reason that Archduke Franz Ferdinand decided to go on this particular. Uh, Endeavor is because he was in love with his wife and he wanted to be able to be seen publicly with her. So love he was in love inspired, with his wife. Yeah. What an idiot. So let that be a lesson that love always inspires horrific wars which <laughs> kill millions. Not worth it. That's like something Gabriel Not Prince worth- would say when he was sitting in the fucking cemetery in the middle of the night, writing in his fucking moleskin. <laughs> um so the Black Hand was still kind of semi-officially the government of Serbia at this point. Like, the people who had overthrown the king and queen were in the Serbian military as pretty high-ranking folks. And they were doing these, orchestrating these underhand operations to kind of wretch Bosnia back from uh, Austria-Hungary. And one of their operatives was this guy named Danilo Ilic, who was, again, I want to emphasize something. Except for the guys who initially carried out the killing of the king and queen some 15 years earlier, everybody I talk about is crazy young. Illich is like 20, 21 years old. Presepi and the other assassins are all 17 to 19 years old. Oh, wow. Like very young people. And I want to say a few things. One, the Black Hand flag, if you've never looked it up, is so shitty it's like something a fifth grader drew that they thought was super cool, but it's, <laughs> it's garbage. The, it's that S that people thought people <laughs> yeah, thought yeah. people thought was the Stussy the M- S, but it wasn't the Stussy. <laughs> there was a kid at every school who supposedly invented that S. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> wait, no, it's literally a picture of a hand holding a flag with a badly drawn skull on it, and then crammed into the side are like. A bottle of poison with little skull and crossbones on it, <laughs> a knife, and what looks like a Christmas ornament, but I think it's supposed to be like a Looney Tune style bomb. <laughs> <laughs> they really needed like a graphic designer for that one because it did not turn out well. I suggest everybody look it up. I also want to show you guys this picture. Uh, I'm actually sending it to Brian right now. Maybe we could put it on oh, the feed there it is. because this is... Um, the people, I sent it to you on your phone. These are the people who are in the black hand. The two leaning on the guy in the front are the two who killed the king and queen. <laughs> this, isn't a, this is like a breakfast club picture. That's what it reminds me of. It very much is. Yeah. They met during detention. <laughs> they had, they had the, the, the first like six people ready for a picture. And then, and then th- those three dudes came in and they're like, come in, come in. And they're like, where should we go? <laughs> Just lay in the front. <laughs> That's, uh, anyway, so we just shot a king 30 times. <laughs> so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that picture could go up on our feed. I, I like a lot cool. of the pictures involved in this because the picture of Princeppi before he was in prison is like, He's this James Dean looking motherfucker with like a five inch forehead and then six inches of hair above it, like (laughs) rolled back on his head. And Franz Ferdinand, he looks like a ghoul with a classy mustache. He's a horrific looking gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) The horror of a classy mustache. Human mustache. (laughs) Yeah. His eyes are so dead and bulging. It looks like a fucking George Romero zombie. (laughs) But um, anyways, 
Illic begins to arrange with Apis and take a Tankasic or whatever his name is to the same people who killed the king and queen to get Franz Ferdinand assassinated. And he conscripts Principi and a couple of other kids and equips them with a few guns, a few bombs, as well as suicide pills uh, in case things go south. Um, yeah, that's not usually for like the Will Smith and Independence Day celebration cigar thing. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, guys. It's a boy. It's a boy cigars. Yeah, they 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 didn't like the they're hold they're going to be holding guns, but uh, apparently those aren't those aren't as uh, effective as a suicide <laughs> pill. <laughs> well, we'll get back to time. the suicide pills. The suicide pills are a nice little brick joke in this story. <laughs> so we'll get back to those in a little bit. Mm. So they start to smuggle these guns and bombs across the borders to get into Bosnia so they can kill Franz Ferdinand while he's on this parade route. Uh, they meet a few other potential assassins. There's six in total. Um, and they arrange themselves along the route. Now, this is when shit starts getting stupid. Um, <laughs> immediately, when they're loading up the cars that Franz Ferdinand and his wife are going to be going in, like a bunch of the security people get in the wrong cars <laughs> and the chief of security is accidentally left behind. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just picture him holding like a giant stuffed animal he won on the midway. Yeah. yeah. Where is everybody? <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> Um, now you're making me think of Buster Bluth, just like, I got it in army. <laughs> but uh, so they, they arrange themselves along the parade route. Now, the first two or three of the assassins are armed with bombs. And as the cars pass, they don't do anything. <laughs> they just freeze and let the cars go by. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's great. Finally, they get to the fourth assassin along the route, this guy, Kabrinovic, right? Kabrinovic actually throws his bomb, which bounces off like the mostly open hood of the convertible and under the car behind Franz Ferdinand, blowing up underneath that car. (laughs) (laughs) The cars speed off and everybody else in the track doesn't act. The cars, like Franz Ferdinand and his wife, escape. Okay. Uh, Kabrinovic, right? He starts running for it and he gets to a bridge. He takes his suicide pill and jumps off the bridge. So <laughs> he jumps. <laughs> I can't do time. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the water underneath the bridge is only a foot deep. Oh. So that doesn't. Uh. He's fine. Like he survives that. And the cyanide pill doesn't do anything except make him throw up. (laughs) (laughs) So a bunch of uh, Bosnians pull him out of the river, beat him, and he is arrested. His suicide (laughs) attempt a complete failure. Even even the mob is like don't don't hit him too hard. He'll, we'll give him. We don't want to give him what he wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I see him All this guy wanted was to not mob and just shrugging like it's a living. <laughs> yeah, which he does not want is is a living. <laughs> so Principi, still in possession of his gun, goes to runs off to a nearby sort of diner. Uh, actually, it's a deli. <laughs> And, okay. <laughs> and decides to lay low bom, there bom, for bom, a little bom. while. 
<laughs> yeah, so you're thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> Franz Ferdinand goes to Hello, the town hall. <laughs> the gun didn't go off, Jerry. <laughs> the gun didn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fake. Cyanide pill, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't spring for the good cyanide. Yeah. And I have to imagine good cyanide is very cheap. He's a bridge jumper. But, they went um, with the generic. <laughs> <laughs> they went with the generic, Jerry. I told you, I don't trust generics. Anyways. So Franz Ferdinand goes to the governor's hall where he was supposed to go. Uh, he's got his notes were in the other car. So there's actually some blood on them. But he still gives his speech in this hall. Um, after this attempted assassination. And then they decide, they start debating whether he should continue doing his daily plans as he thought, stay in the hall for protection, or, as his wife suggests, go to the hospital and see the people who were wounded in the attempted assassination. Ultimately, they decide to go see the wounded. Yeah. Yeah, choose your own adventure, World War One right. style. Well, spoiler alert, Franz Ferdinand turns to the wrong page on this one. <laughs> he should have kept his finger at the last choice so he could go back because he fucks up. So they decide to go to the hospital. They also decide to take back roads in case there's still assassins around. All of that seems logical. So they're going through these back roads, uh, but the driver doesn't really know the back roads. So he takes... The driver can't see at night. <laughs> yeah. The driver takes... can't reach the pedals. It's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> he takes a wrong turn and goes down some random street, right? And the guy in the car behind him is like, no, waving to him like, no, this is not the way to the hospital. We have to reverse and go back. The driver stops the car, right, in order to put it into reverse, and the car stalls out. So it's sitting there for a couple of minutes. Now, the place that this wrong road took them, where he stopped and the car stalled out, was next to the deli where Principe had decided to go after the failed assassination attempt. I just picture him looking up from eating like a meatball sub. (laughs) I just see the car, just like one of the meatballs dropping out onto the table. (laughs) As he looks on it. Starts eating really fast. (laughs) Just like getting up. I can only imagine at this moment, Principe was just like, well, that's a gimme. And just (laughs) steps. More Arrested Development. Well, that was a freebie. So he steps forward, he shoots Franz Ferdinand in the jugular, shoots Sophie in the stomach, and the car manages to speed away. After that, that, apparently at this point, Franz Ferdinand is like, is saying to Sophie, please live for our kids. And when asked about his own wound, he says, it is nothing, six or seven times, followed by a death rattle. (laughs) 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 <laughs> a man died okay that is fun though <laughs> yeah i heard his um, i heard his last year. his last words were i've been taken out and that's <laughs> that's why they named the song take me out the transfer oh yeah song. <laughs> okay got that. There then go. he said i would like to die in the dark of the matinee and that was also um Whoa. anyways they have a song called in the dark of the matinee <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know if, damn i, I missed it i only know the one yeah <laughs> This is like last Most episode where we went into your knowledge of Jimmy Buffett lyrics. <laughs> That's like almost inexplicable. Uh, He's a uh, poet. 
He's a poet for the common man. Indeed, yeah. Ferdinand was a real parrot head. Um, <laughs> anyways, Princepi, they find Princepi and arrest him as well as the other conspirators. Uh, that night, there are huge anti-Serb riots in Bosnia. Uh, they were compared to pogroms, actually. A few people are killed. There's violence. There's raising and per- pillaging of, uh, of Serbian businesses. And then following that, there's the trial. Uh, some of the, like, all the... All the uh, assassins are so young, they can't be tried as adults yet, which means their maximum sentence is 20 years. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the adults start claiming that they were pushed into it by threats of violence and terror, um, but... Peer pressure. Like, by the kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But Illich ends up getting sentenced to death. Princeppi, who is like super gung-ho about this shit, he's still unrepentant and he's like, he talks about how he intended to liberate Bosnia, quote, by means of terror while on the stand. He's like still into it. He's still feeling it. My only regret is that I didn't finish my sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even pay that And he didn't even get, if he had gotten a death sentence, he could be like, I know what I'm getting for my last meal. Head over to that deli. (laughs) But yeah, he gets 20 years. Uh, So does the guy who tried to kill himself. Um, They, so ultimately, surprisingly, these prisons are dirty and unpleasant, and every single one of these assassins gets tuberculosis and dies before the end of World War I from tuberculosis while in prison. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, the other people, uh, Apis and uh, Tankovic, who uh, carried out the plot from inside Serbia, They don't get caught until some years later, uh, in 1917, when World War I is wrapping up. They are traded away in order to increase peace talks and are put to the firing squad. (laughs) In the meantime, under false charges, not even for the assassination of Franz Ferdinand, they just have false charges that they're accused of. Like, are they executed in uh, Austria-Hungary, or...? Uh, yeah, I think they're sent to Austria-Hungary okay. to help with the peace talks. Okay. But there's a whole... Obviously, after this, relationships between Serbia and Austria-Hungary deteriorate. There's this July ultimatum that they sent uh, to Serbia that said, like, you need to erase any anti-Austria-Hungary propaganda from anywhere in your country. You need to give up these people. And they comply with a couple of the points, but are mostly like, nah, we're not going to do this. At which point they cut diplomatic ties between Austria, Hungary, and Serbia. And a few days later, some uh, military reserve members from Serbia are going down the Danube coming home. And they drift into Austrian Serbian side of the Danube. And uh, there's sort of a skirmish. Mostly it's people firing warning shots into the air. No one's killed. But it's reported to... Uh, Emperor Franz Joseph as a little more intense than that, and they declare war, and because of a long series of um, treaties that are in place at the time, Germany and France fall into line behind Austria-Hungary, Russia goes with Serbia, and things start going to shit. (laughs) They start picking sides for dodgeball. (laughs) People stop being polite and start getting real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, the rest of that story, I think we might cover down the line. Mm-hmm. As to the story of the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, that's basically it. Well, Nathan, I believe you have a an alternate version of events. Yeah, I, su- <laughs> I suppose I do. 
Well, you know, some of that sounded almost right, but <laughs> I would say one thing that was left out, the black hand from my from my sources was actually put up to this whole thing by another group called the White Hand because as we all know, it's the most evil of, of all is the, the the White Hand. The, of course, sure. The secret white hand. That's right. They the well, super yeah, secret white hand. They're so secretive that even you know even the black hand didn't know about them. <laughs> but the white hand formed the black hand, put them up to it. They were patsies. Also, revisionist history says that that flag rules. All right. It, do, it doesn't <laughs> okay. look. It doesn't look like they shoved a bunch of stuff in after the fact. It was. <laughs> it's all where it was spo- supposed to be. All right, that knife is perfectly it placed. It wasn't from the margin of someone's spiral notebook. No, <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a scribble from a from a bored fifteen year old uh-huh, <laughs> who didn't want to pay attention in Spanish and thought he was hardcore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, along with, like, what, Slayer and uh, fucking Anarchy? School Simpl- sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With an X. <laughs> yeah, that was a big part of it. You know, and you also missed, there were a few There were a few other assassination attempts along the way. There was uh, the a couple of assassins dug a big hole in the parade route. They dug a deep hole and put leaves and twigs over oh. it. Okay. But... Because they were so they-, they were so amped up, you know, they actually, they actually put too much cover over the top and the car was able to drive right over so that that was another failed attempt there was uh there was a giant uh there was a big box that was propped up by a stick (laughs) okay that had uh you know, some candy and some popular magazines of the time. Some popular, some popular <laughs> magazines of the time. Yeah. There was some the names now some, lost it. Well, I, I don't know. I don't have all of the information. I think there was like, you know, whatever Reader's Digest was for Central Europe. There was, <laughs> there was some of those and some candy, you know, whatever kind of licorice was, uh, was around in the early 1900s, whatever they called candy, you know, m- oh, molasses oh, balls, licorice. molasses uh-huh. balls, molasses maybe balls. inexplicably a pile of bird seed with a sign in it that said free. Yeah. So yeah. And that, that obviously, you know, so that supposed to the pay <laughs> bird seed you see everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even on sale. Yeah. It was free. So there was that. Yeah. There was, uh, that obviously that failed because wind knocked over the box. So <laughs> the, the the greatest plans of mice and men. Right. So yeah, these guys these guys were really prepared. They were they, they it wasn't just six or seven guys, you know, with with uh you know guns and bombs. There was I, there was even more. There was even more I, to it. They tried to you know they painted a tunnel yes, on a okay. on a brick wall. I was literally about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tried that old gag. But, you know, unfortunately, somehow the limo drove through that painted tunnel. And then when the assassins tried to run through, they hit a brick wall. I don't know. It was even more ridiculous than history reports. You know, they, they tried to save face by making it slightly less embarrassing. Sure. The Illuminati covered that one up because it defied the laws of physics and people weren't supposed to know about their secret tunnel magic. That's right. Yeah, there's a wrinkle in time and <laughs> it got ironed out by the white hand. So these uh, also I was told that uh, I was told <laughs> I read. I, I'm not old enough to have heard firsthand. I, like, I prefer the idea that you were told, I was told like you asked some man. people on the street. I found an a, old a hobo. <laughs> I found an old I found an old Austrian an old guy from Austria Hungary and he said I'm from Austria Hungary and I said 
Hi, Austria-Hungary, I'm dad. And, <laughs> I gave I gave an old dad joke. He didn't get it, but uh, I mean translation. It must have been lost. In yeah, sure. You constantly yeah, no, he... see people around town. You know, homeless folks that's with signs that say stuff like, "We'll relate a chapter from the early 1900s history of World War One for food." <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> So yeah, the, uh, a lot of homeless PhDs actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, you know, I also found out that uh, the that the Archduke got his name from the band. A lot of people don't think that that's possible, but it's true. It was the other way around. <laughs> yeah, that's another wrinkle in time. <laughs> but the band, the, yeah, the the Archduke got his name. He named himself after the band Franz Ferdinand. His favorite band. He can name all of their songs. Uh, <laughs> Take me out. No, even he can only name Take Me Out. <laughs> but he, he loved it. Mm-hmm. Let me, yeah. It was enough, yeah. He's like, I'm ch- I want my name to be that. What's the name Any, of that band? Anytime he was just like walking down the street humming to himself. <laughs> yeah, it gets stuck in your head. Before the, before he was called Franz Ferdinand, he was Archduke Spice Girls. You know, He, he, liked, a couple, he liked a couple of their songs, too. I feel the Spice Girls really had staying power then, because that was, what, 96? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's really sad. If only he had lived a few more years and he had become Archduke Carly Ray Jepsen, it would have been, <laughs> or just like somewhere in between, like Archduke Incubus or something like that. <laughs> yeah, if they got a little, uh, you know, a little more edgy, yeah, a little, a little more alternative, yeah, start smoking yeah, that weed. Hardcore alternative song, Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Let my fear take the wheel and drive. They got yeah they got they well yeah they got edgy but with a still with a soft side, <laughs> and Archduke Parrothead of course that was Europe yeah I I don't know how much more we want to get into it but <laughs> I can keep going you know I've I've also I don't know if I can if I, I don't know if I can say that this was true but I was some people claim that uh, what what was the name of Franz Ferdinand's wife Isabel Sophie Sophie. Uh, her friends called her Isabella. That's why I said that. But uh, <laughs> it's a fun nickname from college. But I, some people think, and I, I don't know whether to believe him or not, that the whole target of the assassination was the gestating fetus inside of Sophie. Ooh. Yep, because it wasn't Franz Ferdinand's kid. Wow. Yep. Oh. It was a I thought maybe like an omen situation, but yeah, no. demon, <laughs> a demon <laughs> child. No, no, not the case. Even worse, it was an it was an Italian man, an, Ita- <laughs> an, an Italian, wow. okay, an Italian <laughs> pauper. Yeah, so that took us a minute. So you think, yeah, you think it was embarrassing enough for Franz to marry Sophie? Sophie <laughs> got impregnated by this like street Giuseppe, you know, <laughs> this. this this gondola head, you know, this uh, the spaghetti spaghetti balls, and that was that was that was not that was not gonna fly. I like gondola head is such a great like gondola are, head is if Spider Man came up with a racist term for Italians. These are old, yeah, you know, these are these are yeah. old these are old uh, racial terms that have you know that have been forgotten by history. But gondola head used to start a fight if you called somebody that in Venice. Walking down the streets of Little Italy. <laughs> hey, spaghetti balls. <laughs> yeah, you were going to get in trouble. <laughs> what I love about that is there's already meatballs. <laughs> That's already an Italian thing. Sure. 
Yeah, you would think. But the, you would the, think the, that. Yeah, the balls would be the meatballs, but. An, but the stereotype at the time was, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, <laughs> that Italians love spaghetti so much that they would just grab it with their fists and ball it up in their hands and shove it into their mouths in great balls instead of, you know, swirling it on the fork like civilized folk. Right. Yeah, that was that was the uh, yeah, that was the stereotype was that Italians were so dumb. They didn't know how to use silverware. So they just <laughs> grabbed spaghetti with their hands. That obviously wasn't true, but it was a, a popular way a to make time. fun of some somebody if they were Italian. So. Yeah, no, it was uh, dramatic. I'll tell you that. <laughs> the bastard child, the uh, the the wily e. coyote roadrunner type assassination attempts. You know, they're even more ridiculous than than time remembers. Now, I didn't come across the child in my reading, so you'll have to tell me. The assassination obviously killed Sophie and Franz. Did the child live, or did it also die? The child lived. <laughs> <laughs> That child, <laughs> that child uh, wasn't Mussolini. It wasn't Benito, you know. It wasn't Benito, but it was uh, it was Freddie Mussolini. It was a, a distant cousin and Fredo Mussolini. Fredo, yeah. It was the dumb Mussolini. <laughs> he he was he he was in the ear of the of the of the general of the of the dictator and and he stirred the pot he definitely stirred the pot <laughs> stirred the pot of gravy i picture i picture him like the the billy carter of the mussolini family <laughs> yeah yeah just yeah we're the billy bush slightly off yeah <laughs> he's always recording everybody yeah exactly never tells you when his mic is hot real gossip head yeah also contributing <laughs> to a Patriarchal predatory culture. Uh, mm -hmm. Billy Bush. Everyone. <laughs> you burnt. <laughs> I like how you said it like he was in the room. Billy Bush, everyone. <laughs> Billy Bush. Thanks for calling He's in. been on our radio show the whole time. We've just been waiting to talk about sexual assault with him. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, thank you. Before we get to judgment, real quick, I just want to say, as always, we ask that you... Uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which is super helpful. iTunes algorithms are weird. They like written reviews, and that gets more people to see it. Uh, yeah, just write something like, go on there and just write, hey, spaghetti balls. <laughs> that could be your whole review. Don't be a gondola face. Check this podcast out. Uh, I mentioned listener voting earlier. You can uh, buy your right to vote over on Patreon. Uh, along with a bunch of other things like the uh, Jeff Tice design shirt, which is awesome. And there are a few hanging around. So check that out and check out, check us out on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can ask us a question or leave us a comment at revisionistpodcast.com. Also, the Revisionist is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network, a group of Denver podcasts, uh, some of the best Denver podcasts, actually that are teaming up to support each other and promote and grow and reach new audiences. And it's really great. Uh, I want to tell you about one of the shows on the network real quick. Uh, that's Beyond the Trope. Uh, every week at Beyond the Trope, Emily, Michelle, Giles, they delve into topics like pop culture, fiction writing, other nerdy things. Uh, the show features like laid-back conversations, bad puns, and in-depth interviews with authors, comic creators, and more. Uh, you can find all their shows on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and through beyondthetrope.com. And you can find links to that and all the Denver Podcast Network shows at denverpodcast.net. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. 
It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. I'm Clint. And I'm Jared. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Alcoholywood. Your source for inebriation. Which you're not listening to right now, because this is just a promo for a weekly podcast on all kinds of movies. New, old, good, bad. Yeah, especially bad. Plus, we invent a cocktail and a drinking game inspired by each film. And sometimes we make jokes. Not this time, but sometimes. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher and check out the whole shebang at alcoholywood.com. Nathan, you host uh, Power Move at Image Brew Studios first Thursday of every month. I do, yeah. Me and Aaron Urist. Yeah, next one is uh, September 7th. And we've got Adam Caton Holland headlining, Stephen A.J., Miriam Moreno, Byron Graham, and Allison Rose. So that's going to be a awesome. great show. We're raising, uh, and we always take donations for a different uh, cause each month. Mm-hmm. And so that, show, uh, that show's cause will be ADAPT, the disabled uh, protesters, activists that uh, took over Corey Gardner's office and uh, offices across the country to try and protest mm-hmm. uh, the repeal of the, afford- or the Affordable Care Act. So, Which yeah, is they're doing great work, obviously. Yeah. An awesome, awesome yeah. group. You're also... Uh, not, not Corey Gardner's favorites, but uh, <laughs> otherwise. Right, yeah. no. Which means, yeah, they're doing something right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you're also a regular down at Comedy Works, and uh, your Twitter handle is... I'm trying to... Uh, just my name, at Nathan Lund. At Nathan Lund. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, at Nathan Lund Comedy. And I'm on Facebook. And uh, so, yeah, follow me. And yeah, I'm at the Comedy Works tonight. Uh, but uh, this won't come out for a little bit. So don't worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm at the Comedy I'm at, I'm at the comedy Works pretty often. I love performing down there. Mm. So, yeah, go down there. Check out check out a show, whether I'm on it or not. Hell, yeah. Zach, you're on a recent episode of Alcoholywood? Uh, that is correct. Um, I discuss on that show the... 1990s film Rounders, which you may remember is the one where John Malkovich has the worst Russian accent and he's, you know, give him his money, that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's like right. How, up until that point in plugging it, it sounded like you were completely making it up as you went along. <laughs> yeah, revisionist. Rounders, it's about... Uh, People that are combating flat earthers across the world. <laughs> that would be probably a more interesting movie. <laughs> also, I have a quick uh, revision on Zach's plug. He's He was actually on a podcast called Alcoholicost, uh, yeah. where you talk about your favorite World War II battle and your favorite... Uh, your favorite liqueur. <laughs> right, we, we create we create a mixed drink to match every atrocity. That's right. From <laughs> and then drink till you feel comfortable with yourselves morally. <laughs> You'd be surprised how long it takes. The first thing that I can think of is Manischauschwitz, which is <laughs> that's tough. It's not really a cocktail; more of a <laughs> just more of a, more of a, a, a more of a, a wine that. <laughs> Anywho's um, uh, as for me, uh, nighttime tonight is a show that happens the third Thursday uh, of every month. So the next one is September twenty first. Uh, so check that out and social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that. But now it comes the time of judgment. Um, 
which I said real biblically. And these were both really great stories, well told, of an incredibly just batshit event. On the, I feel like because it was very like well researched and I think a lot more entertaining than a lot of the real histories can be. I have to go with Zach for my vote. Mm. But listeners, the voting is now open. Uh, so have your say. Nathan, thank you for being here. Thank you. Zach. Tr- truth is stranger than fiction sometimes, folks. It's what true. can I say? <laughs> 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 like, he actually threw up his hands when he said it. <laughs> what that's, do you what, g- that's what got me. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's a living. I get it. <laughs> Zach, thank you as always. We lost Zach. Did we lose Zach? Oh, hello. Hey. There hey, we go. okay. When did it cut I just, out? Uh, right before I was going to make my ill-advised uh, Joe Mangle Long Island iced tea joke. Whoa, we <laughs> <you> missed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I don't know whether to leave it in or not. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so it cut out even before judgment. Yes. Okay, Zach, just to get you up to speed i'm going with the real history this time i don't know how i'm gonna edit this together now Uh, (laughs) but voting is open said all of that but for everyone here at the revisionists i'm brian flynn i'm zach powers and have a good time